podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. It is time for my team selector, my big preview ahead of Chelsea's return to Premier League action. And what a game it is against Arsenal tomorrow evening at Stamford Bridge, 5.30 kickoff. It's uh, it's a massive, massive test for Pochettino's team. Despite the the good turn in form we've seen in recent weeks and the the kind of the optimism I'm seeing around Chelsea fans, which is quite healthy to see and quite refreshing to see actually going into one of these games about absolute dread, which is nice, but it obviously is a massive, massive test given Arsenal's quality, given the stakes involved in this game, even though we are still relatively early on in this season. But it does start a difficult run of games where Chelsea have to be at their best. In today's preview... Going to get into the team news, the, the key injury news ahead of this game from Pochettino's press conference. We'll then look at Arsenal, their strengths, how they've done so far this season. And then I'll give you my predicted team ahead of tomorrow's game. If you like the sound of that, please hit that like button. Really helps the show out. If you're listening on the podcast feed, please do give us a positive rate and review. Really does help get the show out to more people. Hit that subscribe button and turn the notifications on so you don't miss any of the uploads. There's been a lot of content you can go back and watch if you haven't seen it already this week. Um, Olivia Bazaglo I had on the show this week, the brilliant Olivia Bazaglo. And thank you once again for your positive response to that podcast it was really great to have her on so go and check out not only the full podcast which is available on the podcast feed but also the clip that i uploaded to youtube we had a new show where we broke down recent stories added time earlier on in the week so go and check all of that stuff out and for more of that stuff hit that subscribe button so you get all of it coming to your inbox coming to your subscription box at the earliest point when i do upload a new chelsea video so pochettino did his press conference and I think it was mainly positive. I think the one surprise was Armando Breuer not being available for this game uh, because, you know, this this hasn't been something we, we've we heard about, sort of injury problem on him. And, you know, this is a guy who's just come back from an injury. So it's slightly concerning. He isn't going to be ready for this game. But given the reports, it doesn't sound that drastic, but it's just a bit of a shame because he, at the very least, I think he's a good option to have off the bench. And having those two young strikers, I think, is really important to to enable a sense of competition this season but that's what it is I think the big question mark from myself from everyone and even from some Arsenal fans is Reese James so this is what Pochettino had to say Reese James was training good last few days now we need to talk with the medical staff to see if he can be available for tomorrow he carried on by saying that Enzo Fernandez trained yesterday Casado arrived in the afternoon on Thursday he was in a very good state they are ready we need to assess we need to assess now as he finished training late. We need to assess Axel, uh, Nicholas Jackson, Reese. He then mentioned that Breuer is out. We have a few players that we need to assess. Benoit, Badia Schill can maybe be available to be on the bench. There were reports that he is very close now. Very, very close, which is great, which is wonderful. And, and you know, you kind of already think that that Blackburn game in the League Cup feels like the perfect time for him to start his first game this season for Chelsea potentially you know it's going to be easing him back in because he's been out for a while but we'll get to Reese James because I obviously I did a show earlier this week where I was talking about the the reports that they were reports out there and they were good reports there was good information about Chelsea 
uh, and Reese James having a setback in his injury. And then pretty much I recorded that show and then a couple of hours later, reports came out that actually, no, he's, it now looks like he's fit. So kind of hard to know with Reese what the situation is going to be tomorrow. Will he actually start the game? Is it a smart idea to throw him back into what is an intense game where he's going to be up against a very good attack and it's going to be it's going to be a big demand of him but you know the fact that he's been very active on social media talking about how positive and healthy he feels at the moment which is obviously good but there's also that balancing act of managing him well and it's not like we don't have other options in that area to play tomorrow so that's obviously one of the big questions for Pochettino. Moving into to Arsenal and kind of what we're going to face tomorrow I mean I think it's it's realistic to say Arsenal are probably the favourites for this game given where they are on the table given the fact that they've turned Stamford Bridge into a more favourable ground there was a long long period a proud period for Chelsea of them not winning at Stamford Bridge but over the last three years they've they've won all three games and it's been really disappointing the lack of fight and um, competitiveness that we saw in both games last season especially the one at the Emirates now Arsenal there are some concerns I guess from their fans over how does the team look compared to last season the struggles of Champions League football being thrown into the schedule and the demands placed on Mikel Arteta Kai Havertz coming in and being Kai Havertz I mean I I don't know if any of us can really be that shocked that the questions and discourse around Kai Havertz are the way they are with with Arsenal fans because it's what we've been saying about him for a number of years but you know seeing how they can kind of go on to the next level compared to last season but if you do look at their results if you look at their output it still is pretty strong and of course the win over Man City before the international break was a massive psychological boost it's going to give him a lot of confidence going into this game I do have a lot more confidence in Chelsea going into this game than I did obviously last year and there are several areas where I do think and and it's also a fitness thing as well because Mikel Arteta was asked about both William Saliba and Bukayo Saka but Bukayo Saka, arguably Arsenal's two most important players, or especially Saka, who has been playing a lot of football. And if neither of those players start tomorrow, that does change the complexion, especially for, for Bukayo Saka, who we know is such an influential and dangerous player. He's already scored five goals this season, already set up five um, 0.56 goals per 90. Um, it's it, He obviously is a dangerous player. The way he is able to influence things, his ability on that right... And just his eye for a goal. I mean, he's just he's just a super naturally talented player. And he is a player that Arsenal and Arteta so heavily rely upon. I think question mark for Arteta. But they still beat Man City without Bukayo Saka last time out. And that was from Gabriel Martinelli, who came off the bench. There obviously is a big question tactically over what Arteta is going to do. Because there's been some players, especially in central midfield, with trying Kai Havertz as a, as a left kind of eight. And don't think that's really the best role for him. He is more, I'd say, more of a forward, but you know, I still wouldn't say that's his favourite role either. So we're looking at the midfield three from last time of Odegaard, Jorginho and Declan Rice. I, I, I would suspect, this is kind of the team I suspect that with all players being fit or, or most of them being fit, this is what Arteta will go for. I think Odegaard, Jorginho and Rice worked as quite a solid midfield against Man City. Obviously, this is... Um, Jorginho returning to the bridge for the first time since becoming an Arsenal player. For me, midfield is obviously such is going to be such an integral area in tomorrow's game in terms of winning it, the physicality. Can Chelsea try and isolate Jorginho, try and get round, try and get 
into that back four, find ways to to basically unleash our wide players, which have been so integral to our attack so far this season. But then also we know the threat that Martin Odegaard has, because if you have a really solid base, I was speaking with Harry Simu on 90 Mim. He has the, the Chronicles of Aguna show. And he was saying that, you know, if, if you've got a really settled midfield and say Thomas Partey comes in there as well, and you've got a really solid double six base of say Thomas Partey and Declan Rice, that that offers Martin Odegaard even more attacking license than he already has to get forward. So there is threat there. And, you know, Gabriel Jesus, um, Martinelli, these are good players. So even without Bukayo Saka and Eddie Nketiah too has, has scored at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea before. So it's it's not like... Without Saka, there's no talent, there's no threat. There obviously is. It's just in terms of a talismanic presence, especially in tight games, you feel Saka is, is so relied upon. Especially from a threat point of view, if you're if you're coming up against Arsenal, you have to think about Saka. You have to put a lot of attention towards him and the way Arsenal dictate a lot of their play down that right-hand side. So that that is an obvious uh, thing in the way they build up, the way they look to attack, the way they look to uh, create and score. So that that's obviously a big question. So moving on to my predicted 11 here for Chelsea. Um, there are obviously some big questions, right? And, I, and I, it was interesting. I put a poll out on my YouTube community page and thank you for all of those who voted in it regarding Raheem Sterling or Mikhailo Madrid. I'll give you the result of that and then give you my point of view in a little bit. But it's actually quite refreshing when I was putting this team together to actually, for a, the first time in a while, and we did do this before Burnley, to be fair, of actually now starting to see a team come together. To be honest, I, I think you're a little bit crazy if you're doing wholesale changes based off what we've seen in recent weeks. I just don't see the logic behind it. I think it's two positions for me where I'm looking to change things. And I think there are question marks. So Robert Sanchez in goal, the back four of Levi Colwell, Thiago Silva, Axel Dezassi. And then in my team, I have got Reese James. Um, I just, I have my concerns about him breaking down. I really do. But given he's fought so hard to get back and kind of putting him in the fiery line for this game. And we know when Reese is available and if he's anywhere close to his best level, how transformative he can be. And in terms of from a defensive point of view too, I'd still rather Reese James than Motka Correa coming up against Gabriel Martinelli. And that's not to try and smear Motka Correa, who's done a fine job as a as a right back in recent weeks he really has but you know given where he was but still we you we all have to accept Reese James is another level and I'd still say Malogusto is another level he's back from suspension so you have got Malogusto there to come off the bench maybe even start the game and then you bring on Reese later but I'm really excited to see what Reese could do with Cole Palmer further up the pitch I spoke about this in my breakdown episode where I just I'm interested interesting to see the way those two players would move around and, and and combine and how an opposing team would try and uh counteract that because those two players could be very influential and actually combine together to create even more danger for the opposing team which I think is very exciting so I think Reese James We'll start this game. How long he lasts, I think, is a massive question, obviously. And, and that's a, a decision that Pochettino is going to have to make. We're not changing the midfield. Casado, Fernandez, Gallagher. Um, it's the right midfield. It's the strongest midfield. It's a trio that's working. It's adding balance. It's adding energy. It's giving Enzo the license to get on the ball and play progressive passes. Gallagher, the stats around him in terms of uh, passes in the final third, in terms of progressive passing, in terms of his ability to win the ball back how balanced and how stable this midfield is. You need to test them against really good opposition to see if they can compete against the best. So I think it's just obvious. Then the front three. So Carl Palmer on the right. Nicholas Jackson is obviously starting this game. Two in his last two. Brilliant. 
I'm going to go Raheem Sterling. So you voted for Raheem Sterling as well. Out of 1K votes, 65% of you voted for Raheem Sterling, which actually surprised me, given some of the comments I get about Raheem Sterling. Only 35% of you voting for Mikhail Mudrik. It's a really difficult one. It is. And Mudrik is obviously in a lot of confidence right now. He should be with his form recently at Chelsea, with what he did for the international break. And I understand the argument. This is something that Olivia Bezaglo said on, on our show when we were speaking about Mudrik, is that do you really want him coming off the bench? But Sterling, I, I do... I have demeaned this word before, but I do think it is relevant for Raheem Sterling, and that is experience. Raheem Sterling undeniably has had a good start to the season for Chelsea and his last performance was exceptional you know no matter what the opponent was to be involved in all four goals to look so dynamic to look so aggressive to be so direct and to to offer some leadership to Chelsea when they most needed it and that's not obviously vocal leadership we don't consider Raheem Sterling in that aspect but in the final third trying to force things and make things happen he was the one that got Chelsea back into that game against Burnley when it could have gone in a, a much more awkward direction and I just feel that Sterling will earn that place he wasn't on international duty so there was no sign of him getting fatigued and also let's say a dream scenario here right I like to to think about dream scenarios I think we all do right but if you're thinking about the second half and Chelsea maybe have gone 1-0 up and they're holding on to a lead that scenario is tailor-made for Mudrik off the bench and where I think he can be absolutely deadly. If you are coming up against a team who are pushing and pressing for a, for an equaliser as Arsenal would be in that situation, then if you've got Enzo Fernandez, if you've got Conor Gallagher, if you've got even Moises Casado who can play a ball over the top, Levi Colwell, then on the counter, you've got Mikhail Mudrik. That is one of the great things I love about this Chelsea team this season is there is real speed. There's real acceleration in this front three, which then does lend itself a little bit into counter-attacking a lot more um, than always being on the front foot, which I think is why some Chelsea fans, including myself, are maybe looking at this run of games with a little bit more optimism because we won't be coming up against low blocks every single week. We will be coming up against teams for the majority of the time. I think maybe Brentford being the exception next week where... Teams are going to try and attack Chelsea. They're going to have periods of, of pressure. And of course, that comes with its own danger. But I felt watching us against Fulham, I think especially in, in the first half, the way we, at times we countered and, and were able to move the ball so quickly from back to front. And also in the second half against Burnley, I thought the way we countered and finished chances there was, was very impressive. You can even look back to the Brighton game too. That, that was not a game where Chelsea were up against a low block. Brighton are a very progressive team. So if we can move the ball quickly, if you can get it into the feet of Cole Palmer, who is going to have a much more difficult task, he is going to you know, I, I would be stunned if there isn't more attention on him for this game. But if he can get into those areas, those pockets where he can maybe combine with Nicholas Jackson, he can look for Raheem Sterling, he can drift inwards. I do feel on that right side, Chelsea maybe are going to go at Ben White a little bit more. I Some Arsenal fans, have, there was this discourse earlier in the week about Ben White versus Rhys James. And um, I kind of defended Ben White. Not to say that Ben White's a better player than Rhys James, just in the sense that the obvious thing is that Ben White hasn't really been injured as much as Reese James has. So in terms of where Chelsea's big threats, I'm looking at from a finishing perspective, I'm looking more on that left side where you're looking at the creativity on the right side of Reese James and Cole Palmer and whether you're putting Raheem Sterling or Mikhailo Mudrik there. So I, I think it'll be more down that left side and how Chelsea are able to transition the ball. I, I have confidence under Pochettino that this Chelsea side will create opportunities. I think nearly every game this season... Pretty much every game this season, Chelsea have, have been able to create at least one or two very good looks at goal. And um, it sounds very basic, but 
it's something that unfortunately Chelsea in recent years just haven't been that good at. And I think that's what will always give me confidence with this team if they keep doing it, that when you have that creativity, when you're able to get into dangerous positions on a regular basis, more times than not, I think you're going to come away with positive results. I, I really do. And and hopefully those recent results and actually putting the ball in the back of the net has given this, this group of players a lot more confidence that they can go out there. Psychologically, there is no getting around this. A win tomorrow against Arsenal would be absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. Because it'd be the first time, I believe, since we beat Arsenal in... August of 2021, if you remember that game at the Emirates. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was the last time Chelsea beat what we would deem a big team, a, a top six team. I think the exception being maybe Spurs. I think we did beat Spurs at home that season under Tuchel. But in terms of a big, big win, you know, and we beat Spurs pretty regularly at Stamford Bridge, so I'm not sure it, it counts the same. In terms of that big win against a rival and the fact that we haven't beaten Arsenal for a while, psychologically and I think for Pochettino it'd feel like his error has has actually begun and I think it would give such a lift to Stanford Bridge it would go, give such a lift to the players probably to the ownership who've been under fire it would feel like Chelsea turning a new leaf and hopefully moving into a really positive part of the season that's the that's the dream I did predict on 90 min I did predict on the same old Arsenal podcast I'm going for a 1-1 draw I don't usually give you score predictions on this but because I've done it elsewhere I'll say I think it will be a score draw. I think it will be a close game. I, I do think Chelsea will hurt Arsenal, but you know Arsenal are a very talented team. I think if Saka is available, I think that's obviously a big boost for Arsenal. And um, I mean, I think Kai Havertz is going to do something positive against Chelsea. I just hope it's a consolation goal rather than an important one. But we have to be prepared for that pain at some point, I'm sure. So those are my thoughts. That is my predicted team, my preview. Let me know yours in the comments below. Follow me across the socials at Son of Chelsea subscribe, hit that notification bell, like, share with fellow Chelsea fans, and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.